Hello everyone. You are listening to the Creative Biolabs podcast, we provide reliable exosome-related services and products to clients around the world. Our services cover all aspects of exosome isolation and purification, identification, antibody and engineering. Dear friends in the audience, welcome to our program, where we'll be exploring a lot of interesting knowledge on time every Saturday night, I am Connie. Thank you for joining me and our old friend Dr. Hofstadter. Dr. Hofstadter, welcome. And thank you for being here with us. Good evening every dear friend in the audience. Thank you Connie. Nice to see you again, and it's really great to be here. Okay. Before we dive into the new topic of exosomes, let's take an overview of the various roles of tumor-derived exosomes in tumor development that we discussed in our last episode. For example, such exosomes can locally create an environment that supports the growth of primary tumors. Additionally, tumor-derived exosomes have been shown to stimulate endothelial cell proliferation, thereby aiding tumor progression by increasing angiogenesis. They may also support tumor growth and spread by providing autocrine signals to tumor cells. Besides, we also mentioned that tumor growth may be affected by the regulation of apoptosis by exosomes. Findings from multiple teams support these important conclusions. Dr. Hofstadter, will we discuss other effects of exosomes on tumors today? Sure. So let's start with the relationship between exosomes and tumor metastases. Metastases of tumors are controlled by many molecular pathways, including genes and pathways associated with stimulation and inhibition of metastases. Furthermore, tumor-derived exosomes secreted by primary tumors promote tumor metastases. These tumor-derived exosomes can induce factors at metastatic sites. These factors can attract tumors, build scaffolds for the attachment of metastatic cells, aid the survival of metastatic tumor cells, suppress immunity, and stimulate angiogenesis. It has been reported that exosomes from melanoma spread to sentinel lymph nodes and help establish an environment conducive to metastases. What important processes are involved in this result? Well, first, melanoma cells are recruited to sentinel lymph nodes by exosomal stimulated production of stablin-1, ephrine receptor B4, and integrin. The matrix that supports the growth of melanoma cells was also found to be regulated by exosomes. Increases the expression of collagen-18, laminin-5, figure kinase, and urokinase plasminogen-activated proteases. Furthermore, exosomes stimulate angiogenesis by producing VEGF-beta, TNF-alpha, and HIF-1-alpha. This molecular priming in lymph nodes ipsilateral to the primary site of melanoma results in selective metastases to ipsilateral lymph nodes. Furthermore, exosomes induce local changes in melanoma, which may contribute to dissemination. So, in which aspects are exosomes most effective in supporting tumor metastases? In a rat model of pancreatic cancer, a conditioned medium from a syngeneic tumor cell line was separated into soluble and exosomal fractions. So the researchers concluded that the exosome fraction was most effective in supporting metastatic spread to lymph nodes and lungs. But actually, the combination of soluble plus exosomal fractions 
was more effective in supporting these metastases. This effect was greatly reduced in cell lines, in which the CD44 splice variant was knocked down. The induction of the extracellular matrix is reported to be CD44V6 dependent. The extracellular matrix contains the urokinase type plasminogen activator receptor. Other exosomes from pancreatic tumors, I mean, independent of their aggressiveness, can interact with the soluble matrix to promote tumor attachment and subsequent growth. That's very impressive. So, Dr. Hofstadter, about exosomes and tumor metastases, what research do you think needs to be added on? Well, you know many of these studies are based on cell responses to tumor-derived exosomes or other vesicles isolated from cell line culture media. So I think more work is needed to characterize the autocrine, paracrine, and endocrine interactions of exosomes in tumor growth, progression, and metastases in vivo. Yeah, I agree. As we have discussed, the immune system should recognize the development, progression, and dissemination of tumor lesions, and should theoretically suppress the growth of these lesions through cellular and other immune responses. Unexpectedly, the presence of the tumor suppressed immunity, allowing the tumor to grow faster. Exactly, what role do exosomes play in this regard? The presence of tumors coupled with the involvement of exosomes in immune regulation, the researchers showed that tumor lesions may release tumor-derived exosomes, which can provide immune-suppressing signals. Therefore, it is hypothesized that signaling through tumor-derived exosomes is involved in the partial suppression of immune surveillance, which promotes tumor progression. There are reports supporting this potential mechanism of increased growth of transplanted tumors in mice, following injection of exosomes isolated from the same tumors. In subsequent studies, tumor-derived exosomes have been shown to inhibit immune surveillance through multiple pathways and multiple phenotypic effects. These include reduced cytotoxicity and reduced interleukin-2-mediated natural killer and T-cell proliferation. Antigen-presenting cells decreased due to tumor-derived exosomal signaling, and immune-suppressing cells increased. What were the specific observed outcomes in these studies? Well, specifically, the observed changes in natural killer cell function caused by tumor-derived exosomes were associated with decreased perforin release, JAK3 inhibition, and decreased cyclin D3 expression. Based on these studies, it has been concluded that the reduction in tumor-induced immune surveillance is caused in part by the release of exosomes. Maybe we can dive into some specifics of molecular signals that tumor-derived exosomes provide to immune cells. Absolutely. These molecular signals may be diverse in different types of tumors. For example, ovarian epithelial and oral neoplastic lesions have been reported to secrete exosomes containing FASL, TRAIL, and related molecules. These related pathways can be targeted and lead to apoptotic cell death of activated T cells. Specifically, TRAIL, or FASL inhibits CD3 zeta, and JAK3 and induces apoptosis in activated T lymphocytes. However, in our previous study on the effect of tumor-derived exosomes on matched tumor growth in vivo, tumor-derived exosomes contained neither trail nor FOS ligands. In addition, tumor-derived exosomes containing TGF-beta-1 
Down-regulated NKG2D receptor expression. The NKG2D receptor is a receptor involved in CD8 plus T and natural killer cell activation. These observations support the notion that tumor-derived exosomes may inhibit immune surveillance through multiple pathways that directly inhibit the ability of T and natural killer cells to target and destroy tumor cells. What else do exosomes regulate to increase immune tolerance in tumor cells? Exosomes also suppress the immune system and increase immune tolerance by reducing the activity and number of antigen-presenting cells, especially dendritic cells. Typically, exosomes from dendritic cells are required to stimulate T and natural killer cells to kill tumor cells. So, antigen-presenting cells should help reduce tumor growth. However, tumor-derived exosomes inhibited immune surveillance by reducing the number of mature dendritic cells in a time and dose-dependent manner. These signals, via signals from exosomes, increased phenotypic expression of interleukin-6 and phosphorylation of STAT3 in dendritic cells. Tumor-derived exosomes also directly reduced the number of antigen-presenting cells by inhibiting the differentiation of CD14 plus monocytes into mature antigen-presenting cells. As you said, tumor-derived exosomes can directly target T and natural killer cells, as well as indirectly affect immunity by reducing the number and effectiveness of antigen-presenting cells. Other than that, is there any possible way for them to suppress the immune system? Yeah. They may also suppress the immune system by increasing immune-suppressing cell subsets. Myeloid-derived suppressor cells belong to this subset of cells. The researchers noticed an increase in tumors, as well as myeloid-derived suppressor cells in the blood and spleen, of mice transplanted with syngenic tumors. By removing the implanted tumors, guess what? These mice had fewer myeloid-derived suppressor cells in their blood and spleen. Notably, increased numbers of tumor-specific human myeloid-derived suppressor cells are associated with increased tumor progression and decreased patient survival. Incredible. How would you explain this finding in humans with specific tumors? Well, I think, maybe, this is through the inhibition of lymphocytes and natural killer cells by myeloid-derived suppressor cells. Also, it's possible that direct contact of myeloid-derived suppressor cells with natural killer cells reduces their activation. Actually, in addition to exosomes, the release of soluble molecular mediators such as GMCSF from tumor cells, may also increase the number of myeloid-derived suppressor cells. Tumor-derived exosomes containing TGF-beta and prostaglandin E2 can increase myeloid-derived suppressor cells. Notably, studies of tumor-derived exosomes interacting with the toll-like receptor pathway and MyD88 should be more extensively studied in cells isolated from tumors in vivo. I think mainly because long-term culture can cause phenotypic changes in cells. Tumor-derived exosomes can also reduce immune surveillance of tumors by altering the signaling differentiation outcomes of some cells. So, in conclusion, tumor reduction and immune surveillance are avoided because tumor-derived exosomes can inhibit the activity of T and natural killer cells. Exosomes can reduce the maturation of precursor cells to antigen-presenting cells, especially dendritic cells, 
thereby indirectly inhibiting their function and increasing the immune-suppressing subset of cells. I believe there are also many findings on the impact of tumor-derived exosomes on tumor therapy resistance. Dr. Hofstadter, do you have anything to share regarding this? Yeah, in this regard, I think exosomes provide a pathway through which unwanted or other molecules are exported from cells. You know, certain chemotherapeutic and other drugs can be eliminated through this pathway, so tumor-derived exosomes may be important for the development and maintenance of chemoresistance doxorubicin and cisplatinum are efficiently exported by tumor-derived exosomes. Doxorubicin, let me explain, is a broad-spectrum antibiotic anti-cancer drug. Cisplatinum is a platinum-containing anti-cancer drug that can show the curative effect on a variety of solid tumors in the clinic. So I think tumor-derived exosomes may provide a chemoresistance pathway for specific malignant cells. Some researchers combined the genes associated with exosome shedding into a vesicle shedding index. This index is positively correlated with 50% growth inhibition for most of the 171 compounds database of standard anti-cancer drugs. How does this relate to the two drugs you just mentioned? What I would say is that, when the actual shedding of vesicles in the six cell lines was measured, the rate of shedding positively correlated with resistance to doxorubicin, a drug exported in vesicles. However, I think there was no association with resistance to the drug 5-fluorouracil. It shows that the 5-fluorouracil cannot be effectively exported in the vesicles. The export of drugs such as doxorubicin is thought to involve vacuolar protein sorting 4A, a protein necessary for the formation of multivesicular bodies and secretion of exosomes. Specifically, disruption of the vacuolar protein sorting 4A pathway inhibited exosome formation and doxorubicin efflux in a model using an erythroleukemia cell line. Okay, I see. I think that's a great point to end on. Again, thank you so much for your wonderful science popularization Dr. Hofstadter. We'll keep track right here on Exosomes. Thank you for joining, and we hope you'll stay tuned for future episodes. See you next time. Thank you, I hope we will see you next time.